Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am your host, Skits M. Jones. And let's kick off the episode, as we always do, with a look at recent and upcoming events. First up, uh, last week, Thursday, February 13th, was the debut of the comfortably chaotic comedy cabaret. And, uh, man, what a night that was. Uh, we had roughly 50 some in attendance, which for a Thursday night and freezing cold as it was, I could not be more excited about. That was so outstanding. So grateful to everyone who came out. Um, there was uh, some light chaos in the lead-up as uh, we had some lineup changes, uh, but the, the lineup that we wound up having for the show, I, I could not have been happier with. Um, we had, you know, music by Emma Grace, drag by Lucille Fofur of Dragzilla, burlesque by Misconduct of Shush Burlesque, of course, my co-host and musical accompaniment, Chris Bongat, uh, plus we had uh, comedians Yaz Bat. And Jim Flanagan uh, jump on to the uh, to the show at the last minute to uh, 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 replace a couple people who were out with injury or uh, other ailment, um, and so it uh, it was a success. Uh, the The comedy shrine was very happy with the show. I was very happy with the show. It seems like everyone involved and everyone who came out to see it was very happy. And, uh, yeah, I was so stoked on how it all came together, even though I was in a ridiculous state of panic through most of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, first one done. Uh, we came out the gate swinging and I can't wait to reveal to you the lineup for the next cabaret. Uh, the next one will be happening on March 12th, once again at the Comedy Shrine. And I hope to see you all there. Um... Speaking of upcoming shows, uh, this Friday, February 21st, I'm returning to Tonk House. It's the show produced and hosted by Jay Garcia, along with King Kelly, Justin Cosby, and Alec Jones. And then in March 6th, I will be back at Tonk House for the Tonk Tapes compilation album recording. That's going to be hosted by Anthony LaPerry with uh, performing comedians Jay Garcia, Chris Carricker, King Kelly, Brendan Weaver, Too Skinny, Des Mulrooney, and myself. So that is going to be an absolute banger lineup, and uh, I look forward to that. Then again, March 12th uh, is uh, the Comfortably Chaotic Comedy Cabaret, once again at Comedy Shrine. And March 14th, I will be at the Rusty Fox. Uh, I'll be joining Timmy Blaze, Amy Blaze, KB Marion, Michael Palmondary, Alex Savant, Kevin Haas, and it'll be hosted by uh, birthday celebrators Jamie Martin and Scott Galvin. That's right, it's their birthday show, and I'm so excited to be included on that lineup. Um, yeah, what what a what a wild uh, what a wild month March is going to be. February's been fantastic. Um, yeah, so much fun. Uh, this past, well, yesterday, as of the recording of this album, uh, I started improv level one classes uh, with Keith Hernandez at the Comedy Shrine. Uh, as you know, I've been doing a lot of the open improv on Monday nights there and been having a lot of fun with it, especially, 
you know, I, I was actually asked last night after, um, after the class, you know, how was I feeling about, uh, improv, you know, versus stand up? Was I having more fun doing one versus the other, you know, things of that nature. And, and, uh, in, in fairness, the improv has been slightly more fun, uh, of late compared to like doing the open mics and stuff. Um, because I haven't really been, I haven't been writing so much lately because I've, I've been putting so much of my effort into, uh, getting the, the comfortably chaotic comedy cabaret off the ground and making sure that first show happened and was a success. Um, you know, so, so much of my attention and energy was being put into that, that I wasn't really writing anything. Um, so I, I've, you know, the last few open mics I've done, I haven't really had any new material to work on. Um, so I've kind of just been remixing stuff and, and seeing how it goes and seeing if I can change orders and change, uh, you know, setups or change tags and things like that, uh, which is, you know, absolutely valuable. Um, but I, I haven't been as focused on it. Um, you know, and like I said, between getting the cabaret together and then also working on the lyrics, uh, for the upcoming uncouth album. Um, so a lot of, a lot of my creative focus has been pulled in other directions and, you know, the, the one upside to, uh, improv versus say stand up is the, the comedy is created in the moment, uh, with, with the improv as opposed to stand up where you go, you know, with something, you know, prepared. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the, the improv versus doing open mics of late, um, the, the improv has been maybe a little more fun because I, I just haven't been writing. Um, I'm hoping now that I've gotten that, that first cabaret show out of the way I can, I can work on writing a little more, uh, you know, I, I, I might've stumbled on something, uh, late last night while I was, uh, sitting at home playing with my cat. It doesn't involve my cat. That's just what I was doing for context when I came up with something. Uh, so I'm going to be working on that and fleshing that out. And hopefully next time you see me at an open mic, I'll have some, some new, new, uh, to, to put out there. If you happen to see me at an open mic, otherwise, uh, maybe next month's shows I'll, I'll have, uh, a, a new, new bit to, to incorporate. It needs to be worked on, but yeah. So I've been having fun doing the improv. Um, definitely, you know, working on getting a, a feel for the, the collaborative nature of it. Um, still love stand up. Don't, don't misconstrue that. I absolutely love doing stand up because Hey, who doesn't love being the center of attention, right? Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a, a wild road exploring different elements of comedy and performance. And that's kind of all I've ever wanted to do is just perform in any and all fashions available to me. Uh, I also found out that there will be a improv show, uh, at the end of this, uh, uh, eight week course, uh, so stay tuned for that. I, that'll be happening in April. I'll have a date for that uh, as we get closer to April. It's still February. Um, but yeah, so I will have uh, an improv show coming up in the not too distant future. And 
hopefully the first of many, you know, uh, I, I want to do, I want to do all the things, uh, and I'm, I'm definitely working to try and make that happen. Um, for the, uh, for the comfortably chaotic comedy cabaret, um, like I said, had a, had a few people, um, you know, kind of in, in the, in the day before day of, um, you know, fall under the weather. Um, and I get it. It's winter. It's, uh, it happens, you know? Um, uh, luckily I was, I was able to, to pull together, uh, a, a fantastic lineup and, and I could not have been more grateful. And then, uh, you know, the, the assistance from, from, you know, both, uh, uh, Chris Bongat as my co-host and musical accompaniment and kind of, um, helping keep my, uh, my wits about me, help keep me calm as the show was happening, you know, very stabilizing factor. Uh, and, uh, you know, Penelope, who was, who was handling lights and sounds, so grateful, uh, for her and Robin Graves helping out with merch. And, you know, of course, all the performers, it was, it was such a blast. And, you know, thank you once again to everyone who came out. I, I hope everyone had an absolutely fantastic time and I look forward to, to seeing you all again at the next one. Um, you know, spread the word, tell your friends, all that good stuff. Uh, cause this, this is looking like it's going to be, it's, we've, we've been approved for an April date. I'll have information on that soon as well. I can't announce the, uh, the full lineup for March's show. Um, because this Thursday, which is tomorrow, I'll be going to Shush Burlesque, who are going to be a comedy shrine, um, to scout out, uh, some of the talent there, you know, cause we're, I'm, I'm partnering with Shush, uh, since they, they have a, uh, a lasting, uh, arrangement with comedy shrine as a, uh, an in-house residency burlesque show. Uh, so, you know, partnering with them because they're already established at that location and, you know, things like that. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be going and, and meeting a lot more of the performers. Misconduct was fantastic and, you know, was, was, uh, such a, a, a wonderful addition to the show. And I, I look forward to meeting more people from Shush. If you're not doing anything tomorrow night, Thursday, um, February 20th right? If I'm not mistaken, uh, you should also come out to comedy shrine to see shush burlesque. It's a free show and that's always cool. So yeah, if you're there, feel free to come up and say hello to me and, uh, get a first look at who the burlesque performer for the next cabaret show will be. Um, all right. That's, uh, that's about all I wanted to, to talk about. Um, not, not too much else going on. I mean, there's always a ton going on, you know, it's, it's exhausting living in modern society, isn't it? So many obligations, things you have to do, bills you have to pay. <sighs> but let's move on to, uh, to one of our, our feature segments of this new season of the Trash Fire of Talk podcast. Today we've got dumb news. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, Yeah. So it was revealed that uh, President Trump commuted the sentences for a variety of white-collar criminals uh, this week, including one former Illinois governor, Rod Blagojevich, who had been convicted of attempting to sell the Senate seat vacated by Barack Obama when he became president. Uh, Blagojevich was pardoned by Trump, 
which is a changeover from the time he fired Blagojevich in the fourth episode of season three of the reality show Celebrity Apprentice. So yeah, who says you can't gain power, likely illegally, likely with the help of a foreign country, and then use that power to help out your friends? Because Congress says you can do that, because that's what he's been doing since he became president. It's just making money for himself and his friends, and freeing some of them from prison before the end of their sentence. So yay! Uh, like I said, Blagojevich was fired in the fourth episode. The winner of that season of The Celebrity Apprentice was Brett Michaels. So yay for 80s cock rock. Uh, speaking of winners, someone whose sentence has not been commuted, uh, despite peti- uh, petitioning the president to do so, is Reality Winner. If you don't remember Reality Winner, Reality Winner was the former NSA contractor who leaked information detailing Russia's interference and hacking attempts during the 2016 election. Reality Winner is best known for being the final straw in recognizing just how broken the simulation that we all are currently inhabiting and call life happens to be. Uh, Reality Winner is in her late 20s, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and is a super intelligent, multilingual, super cute military intelligence officer turned yoga and CrossFit instructor turned NSA contractor turned national pariah and is like just too movie worthy. Uh, It's absurd. In fact, in the wake of Edward Snowden, if you remember him getting a movie, Uh, The one about reality winner has been in the works since December of last year. So we are firmly in the matrix and it is just so dumb. It's so dumb. The simulation is broken. Uh, I remember when reality winner first hit the news and I was like, there's no way that this is a real person. Reality winner with all of the the accolades and attributes that I just listed, is too perfect for a news cycle. That's, it's, it's, it's absurd. It's, it's insane. And yeah, the, the simulation is broken. We broke it. Um, <laughs> uh, so there you go. That's the latest edition of Dumb News. You get the idea. Um, I don't have an ep- uh, an edition of what's Nicolas Cage up to for this episode because uh, Nicolas Cage is still up to, as far as I know, the same things that he's been up to that I've already talked about. That said, uh, Nicolas Cage's latest movie, uh, the the Color Out of Space, uh, I believe was the name getting rave reviews, and I look forward to it actually being in theaters so I can finally see this fucking thing, because I've been waiting for it since they announced it, uh, because Mandy was fantastic, and I have no reason to believe this won't be as well. Yay for the Nicholas Cage-assance. Cage-renaissance? Nick- Nick-assance? Nick Cage-assance? The renaissance of Nicholas Cage. You get the fucking idea. All right. Let's move on to the next segment, music. Uh, Today, the song that I am recommending uh, for this episode 
is All Tomorrow's Parties by The Velvet Underground and Nico. The song was written by Lou Reed in 1966 and included on the debut album Velvet Underground and Nico in 67. Uh, it's an album recognizable for both its legendary capturing of the vibe and spirit of Andy Warhol's factory art scene and for its iconic Warhol print cover, the simple banana screen print on a white background. In original pressings, this was a, a sticker that when uh, you removed the banana, uh, it would reveal a pink phallic-looking peeled banana underneath. To separate the song and even the whole album from the factory scene would be absolutely impossible, as the Velvet Underground was the house band for Warhol events in 66 and 67 when this album debuted, and the band was becoming known to a wider scale during that time. It was Warhol who scored them a record deal that resulted in the recording of this album, uh, as well as pairing the group with uh, art figure Nico, uh, who is featured on vocals in this song. Uh, the album itself was not a huge hit during their run as a band. Uh, the band themselves weren't even that huge, sticking mostly to underground art scenes. But the album itself was hugely influential to future generations of musicians, and this song in particular has been covered by countless bands, including The Ass Ponies, Buffalo Tom, Bauhaus, Jeff Buckley, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Susie and the Banshees, Rasputina, Hole, Simple Minds, and so many more. Uh, it's it's a, an awesome, haunting fucking song. Uh, and the whole album really is worth a revisit. But yeah, this track, so good. So that's your music recommendation for the episode. Uh, let's move on now to the tarot pull. Uh, in this episode, we are pulling, rather than from tarot, we are pulling from Emily Autumn's, uh, Emily Autumn's Asylum Oracle deck. Uh, the deck is based on uh, Emily Autumn's uh, multi-platform, multimedia project, The Asylum for Wayward Victoria Girls, which has been an, a book, an audio book. It's a musical uh, that is, is currently forthcoming. Uh, it is, uh, the, the background for her last album, uh, Fight Like a Girl. Uh, it's been portrayed in, in stage performances. Uh, it's a, a fantastic read and, uh, Emily Autumn is a, a fascinating performer, uh, and, an artist. And, uh, I, I love this deck. The deck itself is divided into five elements, earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. Um, the card that I've pulled for this episode is the death cart. Uh, the death cart is an earth card. Earth cards correspond to feelings of being grounded, focusing on connections to the tangible, uh, stability and things of that nature. The death cart, uh, specifically is about release and unburdening. Uh, it's about letting go of that which is no longer serving you, like the, the shedding of a skin to reveal a fresh, renewed, and more authentic you underneath. Uh, if you've been feeling like you've been playing a lot of roles in your life 
and through that feeling like a, a less honest version of yourself, now is the time to assess what trappings you can cast off in order to keep rolling as a more accurate and truthful version of yourself. Uh, so that is what I want you to focus on for this next week. You know, what what can you do? What can you get rid of and, and what can you reveal about yourself to be a more authentic version of yourself? Uh, because that's that's what really carries us through the day is, is who we are authentically as people. Um, and especially as performers, bringing a, a degree of authenticity to everything you do uh, on, on stage, in writing, in, in whatever it is. Um, you know, unless you are uh, purposefully exploring the idea of artifice. Uh, but even to do that, you have to know what is authentic so you can know what is inauthentic. And so it's a good time to get in touch with what is authentic about yourself and really embrace that and really work on that and hold on to that and focus on that. So that is what I leave you with uh, for this episode. Slightly shorter episode. Uh, hey, it's for the good short commute back and forth to work or wherever you happen to be going. Um, so that is your episode for this week. I've been Skitsam Jones. Y'all have been delightful. You can find me on all the things at Skits Jones, S-K-I-T-Z-J-O-N-E-S on all the platforms. You can email me at skitsmjones at gmail.com. Or if you have the Anchor app, feel free to drop me a voice message and perhaps I'll play it in a future episode. In the meantime, uh, you know, do your thing, be cool, be excellent to one, uh, one another. And uh, as always, you know the deal. Keep that trash fire burning. <laughs>